You're listening to the podcast Bible Companion Series by author P.H. Thompson. This is a chronological Bible study going chapter by chapter, discovering Christ in all of Scripture. This is Leviticus chapter 7, verses 1 through 10, the guilt or trespass offering. We have already studied the guilt and trespass offering in chapter 5, so please refer there. This section deals with it from the perspective of the priest, which is why it's referred to as the law or regulations for the guilt offering. While the burnt offering consumed God's wrath and the sin offering washed away uncleanness, the guilt or trespass offering paid the price for sin. Sin detracts from the glory of God and therefore compensation is needed. This was one of the offerings that provided for the priest's family. They could eat the meat of the animal and keep its hide for use as clothing or coverings. Verses 11 through 21, the fellowship or peace offering. Again, we studied the peace offering in chapter 3, so please refer back there. Here we see the priest's role in it. This one symbolized the result of redemptive reconciliation with God. The order of the sacrifices were, first the sin offering, then the burnt offering and grain offering, then the fellowship offering. Once the sinner's sins were removed, nothing stood in the way of fellowship with God. This was an occasion of joy and thanksgiving. It could be presented by anyone, because anyone whose sins were covered could experience peace and fellowship with God. This was usually an offering of bread or grain, but could be an animal as well. In this case, yeast or leaven could be used to bake the bread. This was given as a result of a vow or for thanksgiving. The priest and worshipper had to be sure to eat the food within three days. If it had not been eaten by the third day, it must be burned up. Otherwise, the person would not be accepted. It would become ceremonially impure, and if they did attempt to eat it, they would be held responsible. This had health benefits since the meat could spoil by then, and also to prevent any superstitious ideas that the meat itself held any spiritual presence within it. They must also be careful that they had not touched anything unclean, either an unclean animal or human uncleanness, prior to eating of the meat of this offering on pain of death. God took ceremonial uncleanness seriously so the people would understand the vast difference between themselves and God. Verses 22 through 27. Eat of fat and blood forbidden. Then they are again reminded that fat and blood were forbidden for consumption. If, however, they came across an animal found dead or torn by wild beasts, while they could not eat it, they could use the fat for some purpose other than consumption. Verses 28 through 38, the priests share. In a peace offering, the Lord received the blood and fat, the priests received the breast and right thigh, and the worshipper could use the rest for himself. Emphasis is given on the voluntary nature of this offering. They were to present it with their own hands. They were to be waved as a wave offering. Jewish tradition describes the wave offering as a horizontal motion and a heave offering as a vertical motion where the offering is hoisted up. Sometimes they're used interchangeably since even a wave offering is first lifted up. God allotted these portions to Aaron and his sons, the anointed priests, and perpetually for their future descendants, so they could be provided for by the children of Israel. 
As a summary statement, Moses adds that these regulations were given by God at the foot of Mount Sinai in the desert. Scarlet Threads So what scarlet threads, or hints of Jesus Christ or the Gospel, do we find in this chapter? These offerings were voluntary. Whenever anyone felt a sense of their sin, or if they wanted to express thankfulness for sins forgiven, we should examine ourselves, especially when we come to the Lord's Supper, and having examined ourselves, we should be thankful that we have peace with God. Sin brings a penalty, pollution, and guilt, and interfered with the worshipper's relationship with God. All the various offerings dealt with these aspects. Jesus' perfect sacrifice took the penalty of our sin, cleansed us from its pollution, gave us clear consciences before God, and restored our broken relationship with Him, so we now have peace. Because of the other sacrifices which provided atonement, this one represented peace and reconciliation with God, symbolized by a fellowship meal. It was eaten by both the priest and the worshipper, no matter how rich or poor. Because of Jesus' atoning sacrifice on our behalf, we are now at peace with God and reconciled. The enmity has ended. New Testament believers are called a kingdom of kings and priests, and we will one day have the privilege of feasting in heaven and being served by him. If you're surprised at that, read Luke 12, 35-37. All believers alike are welcome at his table. We are not favored if we are rich, nor rejected because we are poor. The prohibition against consuming blood from any source pointed back to the value of life represented by blood and pointed forward to the supreme value of the blood of Christ, which provides atonement for believers. As he is the fulfillment of these types and shadows, we are no longer required to bring blood sacrifices. They could not leave the meat till the third day to be eaten. We should not delay to make peace with God. These offerings from God's people provided for the priests. Christian ministers also should be provided for by believers so they can continue their important work. You've been listening to the Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and comment. Continue listening for Leviticus chapter 8. May God bless the study of his word.